To show you how easy it is to file a claim with GEICO, we hired a nature show host. In the native habitat of a suburban driveway, the poor victim of a broken windshield is left assessing his vehicle utterly helpless. Well, not true. If he's got GEICO, he can file a claim online, over the phone, or with his handy mobile app. But like a lone gazelle, he'll suddenly be left to fend for himself, awaiting his terrible fate. Nope. GEICO will assign him a designated claims team to help him out, too. So the gazelle gets his car fixed and everything. Wow. Nature is so cool. GEICO. Great service. Without all the drama. to the Browns Wire Podcast. This is your host, Josh Keeley. With me is Donovan James. Donovan, I want to thank you for getting on. I've been so lazy this week. I've been pulling Same. double duty on Buckeyes Wire, um, and I've just been I, I've been slacking. I, I called Donovan at like noon today. I said, dude, what are we going to do? Are we going to have a guest on? Yada, yada, yada. Um, it, was, it was bad. So I, I do apologize for that, but we do have a pretty good show. Don and I both created mock drafts, Cleveland Browns mock drafts, all seven rounds with the PFF mock draft simulator. Uh, so we're going to provide our mock drafts and uh, try to see if we can get on the same page as far as what to do, or, you know, what what we decided to do. Uh, but let's give a congrats to Donovan for getting a new job. And Donovan, how have you been, man? I've been good, man. Just grinding away. Uh, spent last weekend with my beautiful girlfriend. It was fun. Um, Wilded out. No, I mean we just no. It's fun just because like I really felt like I have like a legit job now instead of just like working some bullshit job where I like miserable every day. And I and I got my and I got my Xbox in too. So like I'm super stoked. Things are looking. I got my I got like six games, dude, or five right now. But things are looking up, bro. Congrats, congrats, man. But no, and we and we also finished a long seven round mock draft for Sudan Sports, which was. Oh yeah, that was insane. Yeah, it was insane, and man, it was just so much, so so many text messages. I stopped texting people like last weekend because I was texting. You guys don't know this, like people that were listening, but like I was, uh, I think it was you, Eric, Bill, and uh, Mm -hmm. Chris Ransom on, but I was texting Tyler Comis and like all these guys like every second, like what what position? Like this player's gone. This player's gone. What position do you want? Blah blah. blah. Like so, it was a lot. But it was cool. We we did it. We we were up to like midnight, I think, one night. So, dude, oh yeah, I'm kind of drafted out right now. I li- listen to Daniel Jeremiah too talk, uh, on Barstool. He was great. I love listening to him talk. Uh, he's one of my favorite draft guys. So, I listen to that for two hours. I'm I'm kind of I'm not over the draft right now, but I'm excited. It's eight days away. <laughs> yeah, That's man. I I, 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 feel nine, that- I think it's nine or eight, whatever it is. Next, do, Tuesday, next Thursday. Next Thursday. Yeah, yeah. I do feel less prepared for this draft than I have in years past. Um, I still created my big board for all positions. Um, you know, I think there's over 500 players rated, so I, I'm pretty excited about that. I still try to put full full effort in it. Um, but I, I, you know, since I start with Buckeyes Wire, obviously a lot of I've been putting a lot of emphasis on that. I was actually at the spring game this past Saturday. Um, we're going to dive into college here eventually during the dead period because I want to get your takes on some of that. Um, and then the indoor football league is starting up um, on Tuesday or Thursday. I think it's Thursday this week. So if, if you're not aware, the indoor football league is basically taking over as the number one arena league 
the Arena Football League because uh, the Arena Football League itself has folded. So the Indoor Football League is taking that over. Um, it's always been a relative. It's always been around. It just has never been the prominent indoor league, uh, but now it is. So there's three Buckeyes currently in the league. There's a lot of other former college football stars that you'd recognize. Gerard Holloman, who led the NCAA in uh, interceptions when he was in college. Blake Sims, national champion from Alabama, um, is 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 rocking and rolling down there. So it's it's a nice little walk down memory lane if you want to check out those rosters. Um, your boy Torrance Gibson, former five star yeah. recruit. <laughs> He's in it. Matthew Burrell, another former five-star recruit, is in it. There's a lot, a lot of those guys, but it's uh pretty, pretty wild. But uh, we did create our mock drafts. And Donovan, how do you want? How do you want to approach this? Do you want to go first round, first round, or you want to do your whole draft and then my whole draft? Like, what do you want to do? How do you, how do you think the best to break it down is? Uh, first round, first round is cool. I think that's the best way. That's usually okay. Perfect. All right. So the the Browns have the 26th pick in the NFL draft. And with that pick, Donovan James selected Jalen Phillips, defensive end from Miami, correct? Yep. That's what I took. I could, couldn't believe he was on the board that late. So I was happy. There's really other good players there, too. But I like that pick. I do. Too. I, li- I like that pick. I. I there, I, there's not really a whole lot of fall. Um, gosh, I have my, my rankings are in the other room. It's like a perfect um, thing. Him and Miles Garrett and uh, Jadavion Clowney. That's, uh, yeah. I mean, the, he would flourish there. Keep, keep talking about him. Look at my rankings real quick. Oh, you're good. I think he would flourish there. Um, as kind of a rotational guy, and I mean, those guys get hurt, and there's still COVID stuff going on or whatever. So, um, this rotational guy would be good. Um, and he's not ready to be the star yet, but he will be soon. So, yeah, he's definitely a physical freak. We talked about his medical red flags. Is he was he your number one defensive end on the board, or were there other people that you liked ahead of him? Because he's not he's not my number one guy. That's kind of what I wanted to look at. But no, he I just he just felt I he wasn't even really. I mean, I think there's other positions that are bigger need than that for the Browns, but he was just in the best available. He was he was the best available player in my eyes. He was best available, and on the uh, on the uh, PFF board, he was best available. So I just took the best player available because I think I mean I had to. And he's, you can never have another edge, guys. You know. No, I think it's a great pick. Yeah. I really truly do. I only have two guys ahead of him on my big board or as far as defensive ends goes. That's Gregory Rousseau and Quiddy Pay. And I believe those guys are probably both off the board. Um, uh, you know, and you can make a solid argument over Jalen Phillips over both those guys just based off his pure explosion, um, his athleticism, all that good stuff. So I like it. I definitely think it's a win. <clears throat> I don't have an argument against that. My first round pick was Zayvon Collins, outside linebacker from Tulsa. This is a guy I believe has good size, a six foot four, two hundred sixty pounds. He's a heavy, hard hitter, um, and he's athletic enough to hang in coverage. I think he's the full package. I think he steps in, he starts immediately. Um, the only bad side to him is that he is a bit raw, coming from a program like Tulsa. He dominates a lot with his athleticism, and not exactly his football IQ or awareness, which is something that it will have to be worked on. Um, but I think this is a guy that comes at comes in and uh, plays immediately. Um, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean that's that's a home run pick um, for me. Yeah, I could have went there too, but I did go with Jalen Phillips over him. But yeah, that's a that's a home run pick, a plus. Perfect. And then okay, so we we're in agreement so far. Uh, so your second round pick, pick number fifty nine. You put uh, Jamin Davis. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, Jamin yeah. Davis, uh, linebacker from Kentucky, preferably outside linebacker. That's where I have him. Right, I have him as a as an outside linebacker more so than inside linebacker. Yeah. Um, 
Do you want to go ahead and explain this pick? Because this is actually one I disagree with. Yeah, I mean, well, you went with Collins uh, as an outside linebacker. I went, mm-hmm. you know, obviously a pass rusher, and then I got a guy that can rush the passer actually a little bit, but, you know, he's a kind of traditional offensive linebacker. He, he can play inside, play out. Kentucky yeah. does a lot of different things with their guys like that. I mean, they've had some really good success with linebackers and all SEC, all American guys, and he's kind of moving up the draft boards a lot. I was talking about yeah. uh, Dan Jeremiah um, earlier, but he really, like, he has him in the top 20 on his board and people have been kind of climbing up on him lately. Uh, he's been really good. I not really late on him. I think people just didn't watch Kentucky football, which is fine. Cause they were really bad this year. But like, if you watched their defense and he definitely popped out on tape and he was a really good player. And I think he's a starter in the NFL. I think he's kind of upgrade over the linebackers they have already, uh, athletically too. And just physically from physical standpoint, I mean, the guy's a monster and, uh, a- athleticism is really good. He can really cover a lot better than people think i give him credit for too so and i think they had some problems with that talkie talkie i like him but <clears throat> he's also like 510 <laughs> yeah. linebacker so and yeah. he has some struggles in coverage some of those guys are just young like i said all those linebackers are young but i like this guy i think he could start like day one for them so i i, I disagree with this pick uh, i know a lot I, I know that i'm in the minority on this because like you said most people have him in the top 20 his pro day he was just explosive as hell um, and that's where a lot of the big risers came. I gave him a third round grade. I didn't take pro day into consideration really at all, just to kind of verify some things. Um, he had a very great. He had a great game against Tennessee. He, you're right. He does pop up on tape um, on the Kentucky film. He does, he can start in the NFL. Um, you know, we're not that far off. Like I said, I gave him a third round grade, but you know, there are some other linebackers based off the PFF board that I saw that were probably on the board around the same time. Jabril Cox, Nick Bolton, Jordan Smith. Those are a couple guys that I like more. Um, then Davis in the second round, I know that Cameron McGrone, Chaz Surratt, and Baron Browning were guys that I was seeing um, in that level. And those are also guys that, that I liked more. Um, the problem with Davis, I know he does fly around the field. He's a great athlete. He was a really late bloomer. He really didn't thrive until this last year at Kentucky. Um, and that this is a program that gave him a lot of opportunity. You know, I just talked about Baron Browning. Baron Browning was kind of the same deal, kind of the same question marks. I think he's a little bit more of a, a physical freak or a tool as far as a pass rusher goes. That's why I have Browning rated as higher. But that's always a concern when someone's given the keys and they're not really able to take control. Um, but that's I just feel like there's guys that are more productive that might have been there. You know, Joseph Asai was there. In a lot of the boards I saw, um, he was he was there as well. Um you know, so that that's that's kind of what I was looking that's at. Fair. Um, but again, a lot of people are going to disagree with me. A lot of people like Davis, but check it out. The second round, I took Dylan Moses, inside linebacker from Alabama. So I went outside yeah. in the first round, inside in the second round. No one's going to like my draft. I don't care. I feel like I, I was drafting the way I would draft. The Browns need help in the second level. I don't care how you view linebackers as being worthless. Yada yada yada. I mean, the guy, he's athletic. He's a big nasty hitter. He is a three down linebacker. He'd be a first round pick if not for his medicals. So, to me, yeah. I think that's a pretty good pick. What do you think about that? Yeah, I like that pick. Putting him back with Matt Coulson. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure they, they've uh, had some fun times in that Alabama locker room, linebacker room especially. But, yeah, I like I love Dylan Moses. But, um, I mean, outside of injuries and, you know, some people kind of question it. Some people were saying, you know, he's a little burnt out on football. I heard that a couple times, but I don't think. I, don't, I mean, I, don't, I haven't talked to I interviewed Dylan, but it was obviously in high school. I was talking to him so long, but 
I mean, I think he's burnt out on and getting hurt. <laughs> Not, I think that's what it is. Yeah, I mean, if he can stay healthy a little bit, that'd be great. But yeah, picking him in the second round is yeah a good pick there. I, I, probably it's probably better than my pick. Yeah, it is. Jamin Davis. Yeah, I like Dylan Moses better than Jamin Davis. Ninety percent of the people listening and everybody on Twitter would agree with your pick over my pick. They would. So so I, far, so far, I feel like the Browns fandom and Brown Twitter draft draft Twitter would like your mock draft over mine. Yeah, they probably would for sure. The media or like the the fans would. Yeah, but I mean, I, I don't say I like Jamin. I like Jamin Davis the outside better than Moses. Moses' injuries do scare me. He's always hurt. Yeah, he is always hurt. That, but again. You know, you're but you're this, this cl- you're the Browns. Player, you're you're this know. close to the, yeah. You know, people just forget about him because he's been hurt. But you know, you gotta you gotta you gotta risk it for the biscuit. And the Browns are in a position where they're able to do that. Um, you know, and this is a guy who checks all those boxes, same as Davis. Only he produced for three three goddamn years when he was in college. So I, I don't I don't want to forget that. Moving on to the third round, you took at pick 89, Tommy Togiai, defensive tackle from Ohio State. I love this pick. He just got rid of Sheldon Richardson. We talked about Togiai. Uh, I gave him a second-round grade. I view this as a steal here. There's a big, strong anchor guy at 225, 40 times. I, I like this pick a lot. Yeah, anchor, man. His interest is fun watching him uh, throw those uh, 225s up. But, uh, no shit. Yeah, like, he's, gaining some, he's gaining some steam lately. People – Slowly, kind of pushing him up the board a little bit. This is about where he should go. Um, I have a yeah. late second, early third on him. So yeah, and he I, again. I feel like he could come in and start. Yeah, I feel like I got three starters really: Davis, Phillips. And Phillips might not actually start. Start. But he's going to get a lot of snaps. And then oh, he should start. I mean, Phillip, I'm sorry. Yeah. He should be in. He should be in the heavy yeah. rotation. Yeah, and then I, I mean, get Tommy Togai. So yeah, I feel like they yeah. can all start right now. So yeah, three good picks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my number, my pick number eighty nine. We're kind of going on the same page. I took Davion Nixon. He was tackle at Iowa. So I have Nixon higher on, on the board than Togia. Nixon's more of your, uh, more of an athletic player. Uh, has a little bit more athleticism than Togia. Um, I feel like he's just as strong. Um, maybe not, you know, measuring it out by the two twenty five. But he he is a great anchor as well. You don't see him get pushed around too much. His big issue was that he played. Not only did he play in a down year in a Big Ten, um, but. Iowa played nobody in the Big Ten. Like their schedule contained Rutgers and Northwestern and Illinois, so he didn't play Ohio State. He didn't play. He didn't play. You know the big the big offensive line teams. Um, so we didn't really. It's a. And this was only really his only year of production because he was a JUCO guy. Um, he's only been in Iowa. This is his second year at Iowa. Um, so there, there's a little bit of a question mark that was over, but I think he's got first round ability. I think he's a, he's a, he can, he can split the gap and he can also be your anchor, uh, three tech or nose tackle with a good size, six foot two, three or five pounds. So, um, we're kind of with the same angle there. Yeah. I feel like we're, yeah, I feel like we are there, We got a little different in the next pick though. Did we? Did I send you my picture? Did I send you my picks? I never sent you my picks, so these are surprised to you. Yeah, but I, yeah, no, they are actually. Sorry, I don't know what I'm talking about, but I don't. I, there's no way. I don't. There's no way, but I don't think you picked. I picked. Here. I picked very similar. So okay, so we'll go Did into you? pick number pick number ninety one. You picked John Palmer, and, and I do like your pick. Sorry, I do like your Damian Nixon pick, and that's a. I mean, I know you really well. I was doing a podcast yes. with you every week, and I know you love Davian Davion. Yes, big fan. <laughs> He's my number one Davis tackle. Big fan of him. We took Josh Palmer, wide receiver out of Tennessee in the fifth round. I I'll let you go. Go ahead. Go ahead and explain your pick on this. Yeah, I mean, well, I think they need another receiver. Um, 
Well, they don't need another receiver. They might. Obviously, they're not getting rid of Jarvis or OBJ or anything like that. Like some crazy rumors that we heard in the offseason or anything. But um, it'd be nice that, I mean, they, they have six receivers on the team right now, like seven. Mm-hmm. I get that. <laughs> but Palmer, the cool thing about Palmer is uh, Palmer played some special teams at Tennessee. Yes, uh, big, big team player um, and a guy that's kind of different a little bit. Like, he's not going to kill you. He's a really good route runner um, to me. And is he? he? Well, last year he was. Last year. The first year is not so much. But I thought he was a good route runner uh, last year. And I also think he can jump up and get the big, you know, catches down the field. Not not as athletic as uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, but he'll be one of the more athletic guys on that team. Um, he got to be pro back day, off. correct? Yeah, big pro day. And just, Who's this 40? I think it was a 4 4 7. Is that right? Yeah. That's, I mean, good, though, because he <clears> – a lot of these guys tested well, but Palmer really, like, filled out well. Um, he came in at a size that is rare because he was bigger – I feel like mm-hmm. then he, he was listed at Tennessee. 6'3", 211. Wow, he's 6'3"? I didn't know that. Yeah, like he was only listed at 6'2". So, you know, that's rare, Josh. Like, it's like Hell yeah, most, it is. Team, most teams have you like 6'5", and you're only 6'3". You know what I mean? So that was rare. But I like Palmer. Um, you're getting him. I wouldn't go too high on Palmer. Some people are – I've seen Josh Palmer go up to like the second round now. That's ridiculous. But this yeah. is about where I would start taking Josh Palmer because he's still got some issues. Um, he's kind of a one-year wonder. Yep. Kind yep. of like your – yeah, so. Yeah. He's, that, he's a top, uh, top recruit coming out of high school, and then he fizzled out a little bit and didn't play up to his standards until his senior year. And, you know, the rest is history. He, he made some money back, but he's got potential. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't. I don't disagree with anything you said. Um, I gave him a fifth round grade, so obviously I view this as a huge reach. Um, okay. I, I do think that he's a very physical player. I had him listed as six one because I didn't check his pro day. Um, but it doesn't surprise me that he he was listed. He he hit six three at his pro day because he is very physical. He beats bump and run easily in the SEC. They play very physical in the defensive backfield, and he he dominates at the line of scrimmage. Um, he's a little. I I don't view him. He's a little bit of a jack of all trades kind of guy where I don't think he has the pure speed of a deep threat, and he doesn't have. I, I he just he. He doesn't really have the quickness to be in the slot either. I don't. I don't know. He. He. There's just something about him that I'm not. I'm not in love with. I, I have a couple wide receivers that are. I know that in in my PFF mock guys like Sage Surratt from Wake Forest is there. Amari Rogers from Clemson was there. Dwayne Eskridge from Western Michigan was there. Um, you know, so if you're looking for the big guy, you can go take Surratt or Rogers. And then if you're looking for the speed, I like Eskridge better as well. Um, so I. I don't. Ha- I'm not as high on him. But we were all kind of on the same page because at pick number 91 for me, I took Nico Collins, wide receiver from Michigan. So we've actually both to take wide receivers. Nico Collins. Okay. Yeah, big, another big physical wide receiver. He's a little bigger, 220 pounds. Um, he, he's got similar straight line speed. He has some of the same issues, though, where he's not super quick. You don't see him. Not, he's a very straight line kind of guy. Uh, but I think he's much more – I think he's bigger. I think he's more physical. I think he – lines up i think he's been more productive too in his college career despite the quarterback play at michigan um so i'm i'm a big fan of Collins, and that's what i went with that's fair i see i have like a fourth fifth round grade on nico um, really yeah because i mean i always thought out of all those receivers at michigan Tariq, donald jones and nico yeah 
I thought Donovan People Jones was the best, but really the best hands are uh, your Nico Collins. Yeah, he has the best Nico's hands. Awesome. I, I like yeah. Tariq's route running really well, but he's just hurt all the time. And he he's bad, yeah. so bad. Yeah, I mean, come well, come when they all came out together, they all they were all in the same class. Yeah, uh, I yeah. think I'm pretty sure they're all in the same class together. So you're right, yeah, because they did that. If you watch that Amazon uh, documentary where they, yeah, Michigan football there, but all three of them were they were kind of talking about those guys being. Stars. Palmer was in the same class too. That was a really good uh, high school receiver class. But yeah, Palmer, I don't know. That's I mean, I like Palmer more than Collins, but that's not that big. I would have picked Nico like, a little bit later. And you would have picked Palmer a little bit later. So we don't agree, but we agree on <laughs> we agree on the uh, big, uh, the attributes, I guess, of the players. But yeah, it sounds like we it sounds like we have we kind of wrote opposite scouting. They're very they have very similar scouting reports, so yeah. I guess it just depends, you know, where your inklings go to. Um, so in the fourth round, pick one ten, you took Brady Christensen, offensive tackle from BYU. I like this pick. This is about where I had him. Um, there were some other offensive tackles I liked on the board a little bit better, but I like Christensen. I think this is a good pick. I think it's a good value here. This is a guy that I think is very solid. Um, you know, the Cleveland Browns are looking for depth in the offensive line, and Brady Christensen can provide that. Yeah, I like the depth for him. He can play – I think he can play guard at the next level and tackle, uh, right tackle. I don't think he's, like, necessarily a left tackle. I wouldn't want him, like, playing left tackle too much. But, you know, like, they had an injury last year, obviously, in the playoffs, and that's somebody you can slide in and have some depth. And uh, yep. obviously we know about his age too. So I think – <laughs> Yeah. I, yeah, but I think he's pretty – like – NFL ready. I don't think he has like a really high ceiling to be like a. This guy ain't gonna be like an eight-time Pro Bowl left tackle or anything, no. obviously. But like, he's gonna be in the league for a long time as long as he stays healthy. He's had a little bit of injuries too, but they were mostly in the beginning of his career. Um, and I know talking to a lot of guys coming back off of remission, like, and then having to like start and you haven't played for two years is tough. Like a lot of the guys that come back from the mission, sometimes they don't play. For a year, they want to get their feet wet first, but like he had kind of got thrown into the wolves a little bit uh, when he hmm. came off his mission. He had to start right away, so he was a big, pretty big recruit too. Um, Is that right for, for BYU? I mean, not like a national five. I think he was a he was a four on a couple sites. He was a three on. A couple sites too, though. So yeah, I had no idea for, B, for BYU. Yeah, hell yeah, four stars, big deal. Um, we kind of went the same route. I took Aaron Banks, more of a pure guard uh, from Notre Dame. Uh, I wanted to get a big downhill run blocker, someone that I thought could start and maybe not miss a beat. Um, I think that Banks has some fantastic feel. He's just a mauler. He's, and, and the Browns are going to run the ball with uh, with Nick Chubb. And I feel like he, he fits that system perfectly. He's got no agility. He's got he, – he's got he, – you ain't going to pull him. He doesn't have the athleticism yeah. to work in space. Um, but, again, that's not really what the Browns do. So I'm not worried about – I mean, you know, they don't have to do it, I should say. So I'm not really worried about that, but that's that's who I took because I took Aaron Banks. That's a really good pick. I like that. I like Aaron Banks. That's a good pick. All right. Uh, pick number four – pick in the fourth round, 132, you took Robert Rochelle, cornerback from Central Arkansas. This is my favorite pick probably. I, I, this is the one I'm most excited about. <laughs> I think this is a good pick too. There were some guys. You'll see. I have a guy on my board that I thought is a little bit better, uh, but Rochelle very much in the same mold of Christensen. I think that he play he plays a very specific role. Uh, I think that he could be better than Terrence Mitchell, but have a very Terrence Mitchell like career. Where if he he could be very solid, so I, I like that as well. This is another guy that you know moving up a lot of boards, man. Um, yes, 
lately he's been, you know, obviously a lot of people are late on him with the, he's a small school guy, like a true small school guy, not just, yes. you know, you know how media is like, they're calling BYU a small school. Yeah, they're calling Tulsa or, a small school. Yeah. So this is like and they play, they play Oklahoma State every year. Yeah. Yeah, this is a true small school. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it's hard to find, like. You are you're finding his games this year on TV. You had he had one game. He only had he only had they only had one oh, game. He only had, he only had one game anyway. Yeah. See, yeah, I watched his awesome. I didn't, I didn't even watch his awesome P game. I was watching his tape from the year before. Um, because like I mean, Bill told me about him a while ago. Chris, uh, had him pretty high on his yes. board. And then uh, again, uh, Daniel Jeremiah, who I, I really respect a lot and like him. He, uh, I think he listed his top ten small school guys, and he was on there. And I was like, oh, yeah. let me watch him. And I found him, and I was like, okay, I like this guy. He could be. Yeah, I think he. Again, the, I don't want him starting on my team, but Browns don't really have good corners right now. I mean, I could probably put him next to Denzel Ward right now and be an upgrade a little bit. <laughs> Honestly, like over, I don't know. Well, that, that's, yeah, maybe, I, I don't, maybe, I don't disagree with that. Maybe not in the beginning of the season, but like I think he's one of those guys that can catch on fast once he gets up to the game speed. Like you said, he only played one game this year, yeah. and the level of competition he was playing at corner, especially, he's about to go up against. The Steelers wide receivers and yeah. the, you know all these wide receivers, like all these wide receivers, the Bengals and what they're trying to do um, up in Cincinnati. So it'll take him a little while to get used to it, but I think he's a guy that can catch on and have a. He's going to get better. Watch, like I, I'm saying, hypothetically, he's on the Browns. Now, if he goes to a team where they ask him to do a lot, yeah, you don't really want him to do a lot early. But if he goes to a team like this where they can kind of wait on him, yeah, it'd be a good spot for him. I think because he could. He's a good corner. He filled out yes, nice yes. too. You know, really, like, his height and weight. I didn't know exactly how big he was. Because, again, I was kind of late on him. Like, I, I, I couldn't really eyeball it and see how big he was. But, I mean, he's a pretty nice-sized corner. Well, it's hard to eyeball. It's, it's hard to do that with the small school guys, too, because yeah, they're small. You know what I mean? They're smaller. You don't have the size. You know what I mean? So everybody, I mean, Trey Lance looks like he's playing against Pee Wee kids, and he's the same he size does. as Justin Fields. You know what I mean? So it's kind of hard with the smaller school guys. Um but yeah, I like that pick. I, I agree with ninety percent of what you're saying. Um, I took with the one hundred thirty second pick, Kerry Vincent Jr., cornerback from LSU. You know that I like Vincent. I think Vincent has. I think he has legitimate. I don't want to say elite potential, but he has legitimate CB one potential. His speed. We're talking wow. about maybe the fastest player in the in the class, possibly. Um, he's really raw. He's really raw. Doesn't have, you know? He he really relies a lot on his speed, and you're not going to be able to do that in the NFL. So that's that's definitely an issue. Um, that but that's why we're getting him in the fourth round. Um, so maybe Rochelle might be a little bit more pro ready than Vincent because he's had you know. But but I think that Vincent, I like him. I think he's I think he's legitimate. He's got a lot of legitimate starting cornerback traits. Yeah, I like Kerry Vincent a lot. Super athlete again. Another five-star recruit, right? Another five-star recruit, yeah. Um, yeah. He's kind of lived off his athleticism the whole time. But he oh, got, yeah. He, got, he did get – he had some games where he looked like the truth. Like, I wouldn't say CB2, yeah. CB1, but CB2, like a high-end CB2. Like, I think yeah. he has obviously a lot more upside than Rob Rochelle. You know I, mean, too, I, I so. think so. Uh, yeah, I yeah. think that, that's that's he just makes him so dangerous. That's he just he he can't partnered up with uh, Grant Delphi would like that pick a lot. Yeah, no shit. And, uh, OBJ and Jarvis and all those guys. <laughs> no shit. Um, all right, go to the fifth round, pick number one sixty four. No, I'm sorry, one sixty nine. You took Puka Williams Jr. running back from Kansas, dude. I like this pick. I love this pick. I love his fit in the offense. I think he's explosive. I think he's best way to compete. Um, 
you know, I, I, I I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying to grab my grade on him real, real quick. But I, I, this is a guy that I think can start in the NFL, get major touches in the NFL in Puka Williams. I mean, the, I know he's small, but the NFL is leaning more towards the passing and getting people in space. I think he can, he can get, he can be the dude, bro. I like Puka. I like him. Um, behind, like I, I think this is the second best offensive line in the NFL behind the Colts. Uh, right now, I think it's better than the Colts. Um, yeah, personally. So I think the Browns are the best of the line. They got a top ten quarterback. They got the one of the best duos, not the best deal of running back. Um, they got some receivers. They got BJ back. So I mean, it's adding to the offense because I mean, yeah. everyone's like, oh, like they got special teams too. They don't need one. I'm like, dude, people get hurt, man. Like this is. I just watch like I watch. Well, he's not. You can't look at him. You can't look at him like a running back. That's the that's the problem with draft with people looking at the draft is that they're putting they put labels on players. It's about what they can do. It's not about the position. Weapon exactly. Oh, exactly. Um, I mean, yeah, he can line. You can line him up in the backfield for a few plays. You know, he's you're not giving. You're not going to give Puka Williams twenty five carries a game. That's not why we're drafting. We're drafting. We're He's good, man. He's good. I don't think he's a twenty-five touch a game. Like he's not Nick Chubb good. Like those, those, no. there's only like there's only like no. eight or nine guys in the field that can carry. Like I, I'm just saying, if Chubb like, is out, you can design. They don't. They're not the same type of back. But yeah. you, you're not giving him twenty-five carries, but you can you can give him twenty-five touches. Yeah, I don't think he's, he's still gonna get all. I mean, the, the carries. Like he's the real running back. I don't think, and I, you know, man, I maybe I like Puka Williams. Yeah, both those guys are better than Puka Williams, but Puka Williams is good. And I know he's undersized, but he's a lot like when people call Rondell Moore undersized. It's like, dude, I've seen him have some physical runs in the Big 12. Like, I just – I got a lot of faith in him. I think this is a really good fit. I think you could do a lot with him. Yeah, I do too. Really do. a good pick. Yeah. Um, who do I got? Okay, 169 for me. I took Patrick Jones, defensive end from Pittsburgh. This is a guy who's got an explosive first step, high motor guy. You see him make tackles all across the field. Doesn't really have a doesn't really give up. The big issue with him, the reason why he's falling all the way down to what were we what round we in the fifth round? Uh, it's because he's small. He's six foot four, two hundred and fifty-five pounds. And even though he's six foot four, his arms are not very long. Um yeah, he definitely doesn't have the ideal size you want in an edge setter. But you're getting you're getting a high motor you're getting a high motor a productive guy a quick first step in the fifth round. Uh, while you have Miles Garrett, Davian Clowney, we just drafted Zayvon uh, Collins earlier. Um, I, I like this pick here. Yeah, I like that pick in this round. Hell yeah, that's a good yeah. pick. Yeah, um, that's got rotational guys. Yeah, for so sure. Pick. Yeah. For sure. You know, and there's guys like him that start all the time. Olivia Vernon had a very similar report coming out when he was coming out of Miami, and he's ended up being a pro bowler and, and an integral part of the defense. Um, so guys like him are very successful in the NFL all the time. You know, Jabal Shear was another guy from Pittsburgh who didn't have, who didn't check every single box. Um, you know, Aaron Donald, it's not the same kind of player at all, but he had very similar eh, – there's something off about the way he looks, the way he feels – his role, and you know he's the defensive MVP. So guys with his kind of that check the box, he he just doesn't check those physical attribute boxes. But guys that lack that 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 are productive and shown that they can be productive and have that high motor, you can get that in the fifth round. 
they sometimes they surprise you. I think that he can stick yeah. in the league. I think that he could probably be a starter, uh, you know, if, if things go right for him. Um, all right, the next pick at 2-11 in the sixth round. You took Sam Ellinger, quarterback from Texas. I saw this, and I I'm, I like it. I like yeah, this pick. I like it. I think uh, he's never going to start. Texas, Texas, <laughs> Texas, tough. Texas tough, man, with him and Baker. No, um, and Case, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all Texans, man. That's all we need at quarterback. No, I just think um, – Offensive weapon, gadget player, um, down the red zone. Um, yeah. If Baker gets hurt, do I want him starting throwing the ball? No, but I want to run the ball um, a lot with Sam Ellinger. And I think he can make a couple throws, like enough to throw. Yeah. Really, I mean, you got Jarvis Landry running slants, and OBJ can try to get up, and you got all those three tight ends there so he can dunk it down to. He's got Kareem and Nick. I mean, I just think there's a couple packages for him to play in. Again, if something goes wrong, do you want him starting? No, he'll probably third-string quarterback, but he's a guy that can be on the practice squad and um, kind of have him he, in practice. He's going to act like he's uh, Big Ben, act like he's Lamar. <laughs> you yeah, know, he like he, he'll do all that stuff. But, no, I mean, I just think it's a luxury pick. You don't need him here, but I like it. It's a fun pick, and I think he can make the team. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. The Browns need a backup. I don't think he's anywhere. You know, Case, what is, is Case Keenum really better than, is, is Case Keenum really a better passer than Sam Ellinger? Is Not he really? Yeah, I, yeah I don't really think he is. Sam Ellinger's a lot younger. You know, he's a creative offensive quarter like Kevin Stefanski. He might be able to use him. Um, you know, you, you got a guy that's probably and I don't. And even if he does start, I think he can grow into the kind of quarterback that's not going to lose you games. You know, we talk a lot about Kirk Cousins on these videos. We talked. We talked about you know with the kid's name from BYU that played for the Saints, Taysom Hill. I mean, Sam Ellinger's right. a better passer than Taysom Hill. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. very, very productive. He's got a good attitude. I think it's a good pick. I think it's a quality yeah. pick. I don't think, like I said, he's not going to be a guy that you're going to want to start for you. But if Baker's dead for a week or two weeks, I don't think this is you have to press the emergency button. I think he could do what he has to do. Yeah. Um, so I, I like can, it. I think he can win some games for you. Yeah, yeah, I like. It. I don't think he's going to lose you games. Um, so my pick was I actually took Jacoby. My pick at eleven was Jacoby Stevens, safety from LSU. I love this pick. Uh, we're talking about an athletic, big hitting safety who's also solid in coverage. Um, the issue and why he's fallen to the sixth round is because he's a bit of a tweener. Um, he played the kind of that that rover badger spot kind of like Tyron Matthew only without the coverage ability that Matthew had at LSU um but he also has he's way bigger too we're talking about a guy who's you know 6'2 230 220 um he 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 it's a little bit of that outside linebacker mold too. He can blitz. He he can do a lot of those things as well. And the Browns are, the Browns need that, right? The Browns don't play three linebackers. The Browns could could roll with two linebackers and then have him play the rover. We talked about Jer- them looking at Jeremiah Owusu Karamora. Uh, well, Jacoby Stevens is 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 is, is a, a lesser version of that, and you're getting that in the sixth round. So I'm very satisfied with him falling here. You just want the Browns to be LSU junior, <laughs> Isn't that weird? I do it totally by accident. You know how I am about the SEC. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, well, I mean, LSU's got good players. That's why they want some many Yeah, well, they fit. They, a, lot, they, they, a lot of the guys that they – they just so happens they fit what the Browns are trying to do, right? Yeah, I like that pick in the sixth round. That's a steal. Or, um, I mean, it's not a steal. I mean, it's a good pick. <laughs> you know, why give him a third-round grade? I have a fifth on him, but 
This is the sixth round, so it's still a good value. Yeah. I don't want to hear the words value again after Chris, though, that ransom last week. No no disrespect. because no He's cool. I like Chris. He said value 80 times, didn't he? And I do. I thought I said value a lot, but I was like, damn, he has no, a value. Because I will, like, we have a value chart. Um, not we, but Draft Tech has a value chart, but, like, dude, Chris's is insane. Yeah, bro. He's got a trade value chart. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, he, he was. That's he good had, value, though. Good value. He had a lot of a lot of stuff going on there. I wouldn't shop with him, dude. At the grocery <laughs> store, there, I'd be like, he'd be like, put that down. That's not good value. <laughs> he'd be looking at the shit with the big yellow stickers. <laughs> yeah. I, was um, just at the, I was just at the grocery store. Can't you tell? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So your seventh round pick, uh, pick number two fifty one. You took Grant Stewart, outside linebacker from Houston. Um, they gave me an A plus on this pick. pick, I think, or A minus or something. It's a good pick. It's a good pick. I think he's a guy that sticks where he gives you depth. I don't think you ever want him starting. I think he's always going to be a friend or Oscar guy. But I know a lot of people like him. A lot of people think he's going to be a star. So I think it's a good pick. You know, you want to take those chances in the seventh round. I think he. I think he could be a quality. At the very least, I think he'd be a good special teams player. So exactly. Yeah. I think, I think all these guys make the team that pick. But. Yeah, oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. 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 I don't at think that's a good question. Squad. At least the practice squad at first. Because maybe. No, I, I think that they all make the. I think that they all make the team. I think everybody you picked, I can see. I can see. Like I said, the, Stewart, he, I, you know, if you can get a guy that's going to play at least play special teams at a high level, which he has all the physical traits to do that, I like it. I thought it was a good draft. Um, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I got a so, B minus or a B plus or something. I don't know. Oh, really? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, PFF gave me like a B. I think a B. I think it was just a B. Cause yeah, I got I got a regular B too. They like they liked a lot of my picks, but then they hated uh they hit Ellinger and Puka Williams. Really? Yeah, I mean it's it's probably because the Browns like there's so many other things you can do besides draft. Oh, running back a receiver for the Browns. I already had picked a receiver too. That makes like, sense. Right, like for Palmer, so I get it. But then the I don't know what I mean. The Ellinger pick, I knew they were gonna hate. I don't care, whatever. But um, the other ones were good. Yeah, the Grant, the Grant Stewart one, they gave me like an A plus. Really? I yeah, got a lot of people. Only, a lot of people got, he's creeping in people's top one hundred, man. I saw that. Yeah. I saw that. I, I disagree. I disagree with that, but I did see that. I think he's a very quality player. Um, He'll be a fan, fan got, favorite for sure. I got four A minuses, but I got no A pluses. But uh, my last pick was Kenny Yeboa. How do you pronounce the last? That's right. Yeah, you got it. Um, yeah. Tight end from Ole Miss. So this is. In? Yeah, I gave him. Uh, this was the highest rated guy on my board. I gave him a third round grade. I think he, he okay. he's he's a big play guy. He was a transfer from Temple. Um, and a lot of people didn't think he was going to be able to make an impact. He did. He did make an impact in the Ole Miss offense. He was a big contested catch guy. He's got good size. He's a physical player. He's got just enough athleticism to make a difference. But the problem with him, I mean, really the only issue with him in his game is he's not doesn't have the elite speed that some of the best tight ends in the NFL do. Um, you know, like we look at Austin Hooper or, uh, you know, um, uh, David Njoku, Travis Kelsey. He doesn't have that level of speed. But, I mean, he's pretty comparable to Harrison Bryant speed-wise. Um and like I said, he he's got a big frame and, and contested catch guy and played in the SEC. You're getting him in the seventh round. I think he makes the roster. I think he could grow into something special. Yeah, I mean, 
I don't know, man. This is the only pick I don't like of yours. I like too many him. tight ends. Yeah, because I, I just really like Njoku. I like physically, but he's gonna get hurt probably. I like Harrison Bryant and um, um, gosh, I'm drawing a blank on the other tight end. You just mentioned him, Austin Hooper. Austin Hooper. I mean, Hoop obviously is a top ten tight end in the NFL to me. So with duh, of course I like him, but. And then I like Harrison Bryant a lot. But, yeah, I mean, this makes not bad because you can do some stuff with him in the long run. This is not a pick for now. But, I mean, it's it's kind of like my Palmer pick. Like, I could have went a lot, of, a lot of other routes besides Palmer. But I'm just thinking about if all shit breaks loose with Cleveland and OBJ gets hurt again and then, like, you don't bring back Jarvis, like, well, at least you got Josh Palmer right there. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's but, fair. Yeah, so but this is that kind of pick because if Joku gets hurt, and you know whatever, like you know, you have that other tight end. Yeah, third and you're end. Get, you already got the other two tight ends. I mean, yeah. you just it's, it's definitely it's definitely I not like, a pick for me. I just like picking the best player available. Usually, when you're a playoff team like this and a young, thriving playoff team, I just like picking the best available player because injuries, 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 man, they always happen, and I just see it too much. Like, and I've just seen a lot with like the Packers too, and uh, the Browns saw a little bit last year. Like those key positions turning, he's like, damn it, I wish I had. Somebody behind them, but no, you picked like the fifth best guard, twenty fifth best guard in the draft, and now look at you, like you know, what I mean? <laughs> like, you're not you're not playing that guy. You could have had, you know, what I mean, so just pick the best available player. Sometimes yeah. that just works out that way. Yeah, no, you, you got you got to pick. You got to you also. You're right though. You have to construct your roster. You can't, you know, what I mean, if the best player on the board is a, is a kicker, and you already have Adam Minnitieri, then obviously you can't. That's you know, different. what I mean, there there's some rules to it. So I can see why you dislike the tight end pick. I get that. I don't um, hate it. Because I like the play. He's a he is good. You, He's you're also very a, little good. Bit, you're a little bit higher on, on him than me. I think I have a fourth, fifth on him, but yeah, I gave him a third I, round grade. I see third round, but I see second round potential with him. Potential. Yeah, he's, he's got he's got high. Season. He's got starting. He's got starting potential. He does. He, I mean, yeah. he he played he played very well in the SEC, and and you know he's got he's got athletic. It's not like he's not athletic. He's just not fast. You know, I mean, he's not that scene buster like you see with Travis Kelsey or even O.J. Howard. You know, he's not that that level. But there are tight ends with his level of speed that have been very successful. Um, but yeah, so you so so PFF said your best grade was uh, your best pick was. Let's see here. You know, yeah, pulled up. I think it was was it great? I thought it was Grant Stewart. Uh. Yes, actually, no, you had four A minuses. So you had an A minus in Jalen Phillips, Jamin Davis, Tommy Togiai, and Grant Stewart. And then you had C pluses for the rest of the draft Josh Palmer, Brady Christensen, Robert Rochelle, Puka Williams, and Sam Ellinger. Okay, that's not too bad. So we had the same exact grade. I had four A minuses, a B plus, and four C pluses. So wait, how did you one, two, three, four? One, two, three, four. Sorry, I got a B minus. Oh, you got an extra C minus and I got a B plus. No, you got a B. We both got the same grade. I don't know how, but we got the same grade. But yeah, I got I got four A minuses and Dylan Moses, Davion Nixon, Patrick Jones, and Jacoby Stevens, a B plus and Zavin Collins, and then PFF was not so hot on Nico Collins, Aaron Banks, Kerry Vincent Jr., or Kenny Yeboa. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, that's fair. Um, that's it, man. That's all I got, dude. It was it was just, I thought we could just do a mock draft. Um, next week, did you want to do a mock draft for the entire first round? 
Yeah, last one, final one. Um, and then I do have a guest that wants to come on next week. Uh, you oh, know yeah? Her. You know her. Alexis Craft. Alexis Craft. Um, she's great, man. That's the homie. She she came on... Uh, oh, she came on, like, three of my podcasts, dude. And she just has, like, the best, like... She's so funny. I love Alexis. Uh, <laughs> so she's cool, like, cool, cool. Yeah, she'll come on next week and... Uh, Talk a little Rams too, because I mean, you know, she can she can do a first. She just put out her um, positional rankings for the skill positions: so quarterbacks, wide receivers, and running backs, top ten. So by the time next week, she should be done with her whole offense. So she should probably be ready for a mock draft too, and uh, probably ask her what Rams play. And obviously, the Rams don't have a first round pick, so we can do our first round and then kind of just bring her in, I guess, for the Rams. Uh, the Rams do have a lot of picks; they just don't have a first round pick. Or yeah. Play- they don't have a lot of picks in the first 100s, I'll say. They have, like, two fours, two fifths, a six, and, like, two sevenths. They got some compensatory stuff. So, like, for the golf trade in yeah. Detroit. So, I mean, yeah, we can – yeah, it'd be cool to have her on next week. So. But yeah, so that's, that's it, man, for me. All right, cool. Yeah, that works for me. We can have her on. Maybe we can do like what we did this time um, for the first round where we'll both pick someone to pick, and then she'll pick which one of us is right. Yeah, sounds good. Um, could have. Oh, I'll talk to y'all fair, but yeah, all right, <laughs> cool, cool, cool. All right, this was the Browns Wire podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Josh Keatley 16. You can check this uh podcast wherever podcasts can be listened to. Please give us a like, listen, review. You can also check out my work on at the Buckeyes Wire. Um, again, I just wrote uh, our predictions for every single Ohio State Buckeye, what round they're going to go to, as well as covering every single Ohio State Buckeye, all three of them in the indoor football league. Donovan, where can they follow you at? Yeah, follow me on Twitter. Twitter, excuse me, at Don James at Sports. Twitter. The name, Titter, Twitter, Twitter, <laughs> Don James Sports. The name remains the same. Uh, I've been working out of the gym too long, dude. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> oh man, it's uh, yeah, it's been a fun draft season. It's almost over, but yeah, we did studio and did a seven round live mock draft that I hosted. I'm still pretty burnt out from it. I'm not gonna lie. Um, it was fun though. It was really cool. It's cool. It's just cool, like the camaraderie and talking to everybody and seeing what they think. Um, so that was cool. And then just that's all we're doing right now. Just a lot of draft stuff. And we, Studio and Sports has a lot of baseball stuff up, a lot of UFC stuff up. UFC, they have a lot of UFC stuff up. So if you're in the MMA fight game scene, definitely watch that or look up that Studio and Sports UFC stuff. The takes there, Patty takes, um, basketball stuff coming up. We just had Master stuff. It was a couple weeks ago. Dead period's almost over. So everything, full force, man. It's not uh, the Olympics coming up. A lot of stuff. So excited. Thank you. Absolutely. This was the Browns Wire Podcast, and we are out.